it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. Good evening, my name is Joe McGrath and this is the Wednesday Club on Excess Manchester for the Manchester Football Social. I am joined every Wednesday by a lovely selection of guests and that include Ian Cheeseman on the blue side. Hello Ian. Hello, and we're joined by the way by a lovely selection of Joe, aren't we? Oh, thank yes. you very much. Uh, and I'm representing the red side, he said hello. He also helped me with my weather report, mm. Alex Boardman on the red side. Alex. Highs of five, lows of one. Indeed. Well today on the show we're going to be talking about Fellaini. He's come out with a statement that suggests man Manchester United squad isn't too far away from Manchester City's. I'm sure we're going to get into that debate. Uh, January's transfer window, I know we are a month away from it opening, but who would you want on your shopping list? Uh, I've got a couple of games to go through as well because the Wednesday club do like a game or two. And Pep Guardiola, is he making not just Manchester City better, but the England squad? Is he got some sort of influence Deep in the heart of the English roots that are making them a better team. Are we joking? Are we joking? Alex joking. And I've got to say at the top of the show, so Alex hopes we don't we run out of time. But Alex has written a rap for us, haven't you, Alex? Yes, under duress. Because uh, <laughs> Lukaku has been trying his rapping skills. Uh, I'm going to play you that later in the shot. It's honestly the worst thing you'll ever hear. Uh, but I'll Alex is it giving now. it a go. I will, I'll play it you soon. It's bad. It is. <laughs> Awful. Right, gentlemen, we'll start then with the story that um, I wanted to mention at the top of the show, which is Marouane Fellaini, the love of our lives. Um, <laughs> he's come out and in these international... Uh, it's a weird time with the international breaks because you get odd interviews flying around the place that aren't from our traditional Sky Sports or BBCs. That, that you know, When they go abroad, they are obviously interviewed by different uh, media outlets across the world. Uh, Fellaini has done an interview uh, where he uh, talks about the United squad and the City squad. And he's mentioned that the United squad isn't too far away. Is the reason why you're preambling all this with that explanation because it may have been lost in translation? Because mm. he, he can't surely have meant he, what well, those I don't, statements I don't know. are. Can he? Can he? Can uh, he have, Alex, can he have meant it? Is Manchester United squad actually the players that Manchester United have got, not the way they play, that far away from City squad? In some departments, n- n- maybe. In de- like, 
on paper, Lukaku, Sanchez, Martial, Lingard and Rashford, that should be enough for any side to go, yeah, we'll take that as our forward three. That's six really good players. Midfield, a bit less so. Defence, are you joking? Goalkeeper, yes. That and that's it. I don't wonder when he if he had his hair cut, if like maybe nicked his brain and his wicked <laughs> blood or something. Because if he played in that game as well, he played at the Etihad. It was about two weeks ago now, wasn't it, on a Sunday? And um, well. they did not. No United player really got near the ball, with the exception of Ashley Young, who mm-hmm. like at least tried. It was embarrassing. It was it was awful to watch. There was no ambition. There was no squad cohesion. There just nothing happened. They looked a million miles away. However, so, I would say though, from from Fellaini's perspective, he should have said that, and he should be saying that mm. because the opposite is to be very negative and defeatist, and you can't be that if you're a player. So, whilst I might find it hilarious that he actually thinks that, if that's what he really thinks. He's got to say it, hasn't he? He has got to say it. And he he's got, got to, to come out and mention it. So we'll go through the strike. Lukaku and Sanchez and Martial and Rashford. Uh, Martial being the highlight of the season so far for Manchester mm-hmm. United. Um, I did a show um, not long ago with the full-time Devils, where uh, you should get the podcast, by the way, where I suggested that um, Lukaku um, no longer fits the bill for Manchester United. He isn't a world-class player. In fact, he's a middle-team uh, Premier League striker, and we wouldn't get £35-40 million pounds for him now. No. Do you I agree t- with that statement? I totally disagree because it was only in the summer when he looked like an absolute world beater for Belgium. Um, and I think he does like the ball played to him a certain way, which is in front of him for him to run onto. And that's something we just, we used to do when he first signed and we've not done that for six or eight months now. We're giving him the ball with his back to goal on the halfway line and he just isn't that player for all his size and he, he just can't do it. He, he He can't do it. In the same way that... You would never play the ball in front for Mark Hughes for him to run onto because he wasn't that kind of player. So I, I disagree a bit with the full-time Devils there. Oh, um, it was a caller. A caller oh, was called it? up. Right, well, I, disagree. They, I do disagree with that caller. Um, and I think Lukaku will, will come good. He just looks shattered because yeah. he played every game, more or less every minute of every game last season, pretty much every minute in the World Cup. So he's not had a, a big break. And then until he got dropped two or three weeks ago, he, he looks so cumbersome and a bit overweight and just tired he wasn't making the runs um but i still think there's a really good player in there so i think what i'm getting at with these questions and Ian, you can get on this is we've got no international break now till march which has been good. highlighted uh, across twitter uh, very wisely by people just uh, a lot of cheers and celebrations so no stopping no pausing it's Premier League action, FA Cup will come into it. Or of course, the Caballero Cup, which United could be in if they get beat by penalties against Derby at home. Caballero, you mean the Carabao? Carabao, Carabao, what's Caballero? Caballero oh, what he used to play for C, didn't he? Yeah. Willie Caballero. Is uh, not Spanish for cup. dancer or singer or something? Caballero. <laughs> what I'm saying, it, there's a lot of football going to be played for Manchester United and Manchester City. The ship is steadied for Manchester City. What's going to happen with United in December in this period? Steadied. Steadied. It's a steady ship. It's a very steady ship, yeah. Um, Who knows? This is the same old thing. If we'd have beat City, we'd have gone there and even drawn. A lot of ifs, though. But but this is the entire season. It's like this every time you ask me what's going on. And you're like, oh, we've put three good results together. Oh, we've gone to you, Vale and one. It's coming. It's finally there. And then, boom, a massive step back. Again, so who knows? We've got Palace on Saturday at three o'clock. You'd think, oh, that's got to be a 2-3-0 win. Mm-hmm. It could very easily be a loss. 
We, it, you just can't predict at all. You can't, you can't even predict the starting lineups anymore. Um, let alone how teams will play. I didn't think Sanchez had done too much wrong, but he, he seemed to, he got dropped for City. Um, so he might start Lukaku, he might start Sanchez, he might start Rashford, and no, none of that helps if you're not playing with the same players every game. I think the only consistent three players in the side are, are the left-hand side, Shaw, Pogba, if fit, and Martial. And they they played together every game this season and stuff's happening with them every time they get the ball that's our only threat but down the right hand side you never know who's going to play you never know who's going to, who's going to play up front who's going to play in midfield with Matic and Pogba you just you just can't predict Can I ask um, a question for Alex because I know this has probably been explored at length elsewhere but obviously I saw that at the derby match you were among the City fans yeah. Alex weren't you yeah. I, I, I just I, I know this has probably been done elsewhere but I'd love to know what it was like from your perspective awful awful it was awful it was terrible <laughs> it was just it was sickening um, I was me- absolutely made up I got a phone call at quarter to four from Ant saying I've got a ticket can you get to the Etihad. 20 minutes later, I was outside waiting for him. We walked in right up in the, in the main city end. We walked in just as they were doing the minutes silence for remembrance. Kicked off. Bear in mind, we'd beaten Bournemouth away. We'd beaten Juventus. And I was thinking, finally, now this is like statement time. United are back. There'll be a six-point gap by the end of this game. And we didn't kick the ball for the first 10 minutes. I think the only half-decent thing I saw in the first 25 minutes was Herrera did a sort of block tackle in his own half. And it was like, is that, that's the best thing one of our players has done. It was, it was awful. The number of people who've said to me, and clearly I interact with City fans a lot more than I interact with fans of other teams, but not exclusively, um, that people have said to me, isn't it funny? And you, you uh, epitomise this really, because when Steve sat in your chair, as uh, Joe knows only too well, and the listeners know only too well, he can be quite hilariously self-deprecating, can't he, about mm-hmm. United? Whereas I know you're a lot more positive, but so many City fans have said to me, they're in denial, United, certain United fans are in denial. How could you have gone to the derby thinking that you'd turned a corner three, and you could narrow the gap to six points? Because three days before we'd just beaten Juventus away. They're the favourites for the Champions League. That's By proxy, that is the best side in Europe. And we went there with the exception of ten minutes in that game. We controlled it really well. Um, yes, they could have scored three or four, but you know we missed chances as well. Martial, at two, when we were winning 2-1, missed a, a one-on-one with a keeper. Um, and it was like, oh, actually, maybe Mourinho, maybe this plan in the long term, maybe it will work, especially in European games. So going to City, you think, if you can go to Juve and do that and we can silence um, Dybala and Ronaldo, well, why, what have we got to fear from Aguero and stuff? And uh, to Do you be really fair, believe that? Because I went to yeah, the because, Derby. Did you not watch the Juventus? Because we beat Juventus away four days before the Derby, so why would you be thinking... See, I, I went to the Derby match as a lifelong City fan who's watched so many defeats in derbies and so much terrible football down the years. For the first time ever, I went to the game completely relaxed and very, very confident of victory. And I sat there during the game and never at any point did I ever think that, that United would come back into that game. And I'll bet you when, 
when United got the penalty, you thought, oh, this I could thought, be it, thought, here we go. Here we go. I knew they were going to say that. Game on. Let's, be, let's, go, left. let's go on about how things are going to change. That's going to change by the January transfer window, which is a month away. But, you know, you get your shopping list out. Santa's sack can be filled. Um, let's go to you, Ian. Now, there's been reports of what... Um, I, I saw a tweet, which is which is really funny. It was of uh, a picture of a footballer. I can't remember who it was. And someone put, is this Pep's missing link? Another person underneath said, you just won the link, league by 19 points. Surely there's not a missing link in that side. For you, will there be any um, transfers knocking about or any anyone coming in? And I'd love to know the highlights, uh, the players that have really shone this sort of half the season that we're getting to now. For well, you could go through them all, really, because they've all shone. But in terms of the players that may come in, um, we hear constantly that Frankie de Jong from, uh, from mm-hmm. Holland who is 21, I think, and has been looked at by Barcelona, Real Madrid and other top teams in Europe, is right at the top of City's shopping list. Funnily enough, when I walked through Manchester before I walked past Pep's um, little restaurant on King Street... Oh, yeah? Has he got in, a restaurant? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And I looked in there and Cheeky Big Eristan was there having a uh, coffee or something and I thought, oh, shall I go in and ask him if he's going to sign Frankie de Jong? Um, but he seems to be the one that they're looking at, about 60 million they're talking about. Um, and if anybody's going to come, if they're going to, if they can complete that deal and get their man, rather than what happened last year was that at one point they tried to sign Alexis Sanchez, and there were one or two other players that they were linked with as well, and they didn't complete those deals. Obviously, Fred was on the radar at mm. one point as well, uh, and I wonder whether City have learnt from that and now think where they might have thought we'll wait until next summer because that's the natural, more normal time to make that move. Maybe if we get the chance, we complete it in January. And they have made one or two decent signings in January. I seem to remember Edin Dzeko came in January. So it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't try to complete that deal. The other player they've been linked with is Alexandro, who's a left-back, isn't he, at Juventus? Mm -hmm. Um, And especially with Mendy being injured again now on his other knee, you wonder whether that might be something that they might pursue. Um, Looking more generally, and this isn't me analysing based on what I've heard, but just looking at where the worries are for City, you think, well, Fernandinho is such a a key player for City, there is no natural cover for him, which uh, De Jong would be. And the other other two players are the goalkeeper, who City have an understudy called Muric, who's got very little... Um, experience in first-team football. He played for his his country during the week. And up front, Aguero is now the key man. And although Gabriel Jesus can can obviously come in and fill in that position, he's still not convinced a lot of City fans. And the actions of Pep suggest he's not entirely convinced him Mm -hmm. either. So to me, as a City fan, the things I'd worry about would be injuries to the goalkeeper, Fernandinho and Aguero. So if he brings in somebody like De Jong in January, that solves that particular problem. Do you think there's any pressure on City not to splash the cash, uh, so to speak, with them stealing the headlines with the, the money that's been, or no. allegedly the money that's been floated around and all this? No. Oh, it's not right, not fair. To spend all... £60 million on a 21-year-old, would that not catch even more headlines? It would, and there'll be people who would try to use that as a you know something to hit them over the head with, but no, I, I don't see... They've got nothing, they've not hidden anything, or they're not hiding anything. Um, UEFA at the moment, as this, far as I know, are not doing an investigation. Um, and all the, all these supposed revelations. But I listened to the podcast from uh, Forever Blue last night because there was a lot of uh, scrutiny of that from the people that I had in who 
uh, we're, we're talking about the Spiegel, talking about FFP, etc. And it's all old allegations with very little grounding. Now, if they turn out to be something with grounding, that's different. But for now, they're nothing. So why would it stop <clears> them doing <throat> anything? I just read on Twitter about two hours ago that FIFA's head of anti-corruption has just been cited for corruption. <laughs> so that just <laughs> it's sense. everywhere, isn't it? It's absolutely everywhere. I'm a bit wrong. Uh, over to uh, the red side, Manchester United. Uh, the, the newspapers say £100 million shopping list for uh, seems- Jose. It always seems to go up and up every time we turn on <sighs> yeah. Twitter. But for you, do you need it? And where do you need it? D- you don't need, in January, an incredible change of... Well, players, you look at who we got in some of the Januarys gone by, and I don't think any, I think any, some of them reek of sort of, uh, Sanchez, for instance, has he improved the side? No, he's done exactly the opposite to that. Um, Fellaini was a big signing about five Januarys ago, I think, possibly Mata was in that same one. I think you, you have to go back quite a few years, I think we maybe got Vidic and Evra, maybe, I can't, I can't remember, but it always feels like, stopgap signings and to give him 100 million now when he wanted it four months ago and we could have added you know a, a different centre half in for throughout the season it just feels a bit pointless I keep reading that we might go in for Perisic again the he plays on the the left wing sometimes but uh, plays on the left wing for Croatia but he used to play on the right um, at Inter so he's you know he is a, a great player and it's some it's an area we need I think we maybe need a backup centre forward we've got about 9 million midfielders some of whom you just totally forget about um, Pereira who we we mm-hmm. kept back from um, from Spark I remember where we should have gone back to um, but he was out on loan for two seasons he came back he started the game against Leicester he started a game maybe the third fourth game of the season he's not been seen since um, Herrera doesn't play enough. Fred's not really worked out. He's not really playing. Whenever I've seen him, he looks all right. He's a good ball winner. Um, Eric Bailly's not playing. So, I mean, to buy more players to do what we did with Dallow and Fred and just put them on the bench, it seems really pointless. And what are you buying for £100 million nowadays as well? Yeah, and Especially not a lot. January. Do you think United fans uh, are more worried about who's buying the players and what they're actually yeah, buying. I think, I think, well, there's a suggestion that when we didn't sign Perisic three years ago, firstly, that it was three million more than Woodward valued him at. And also because he was, I think he was about 26, 27 then, and they were thinking, well, we won't get big resale value. He won't do very well commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the problem. It I is think the that problem. commercial aspect of the Sanchez's that come in that sell yeah. your shirts and, and that. that nonsense of the numbers, this number seven, it's become a real sort of millstone around the neck of whoever gets given that shirt. Um, because it's like, it is the iconic United shirt, but for the last few years, it's been absolutely nothing but a nuisance to mm-hmm. anyone who's been given it. So I, th- I think, you know, I, I'm almost certain if Ed Woodward could convince Beckham to get out of retirement and he's not played for five years, he'd do it because of the promotional value of Beckham mm-hmm. would be so high. I'm surprised, I wouldn't even be surprised if we went back and got Rooney for a couple of months like we did um, with Larson or even Ibrahimovic just for the financial boost because it feels now like the manager's got less and less say in it as a football club and it's almost this, this huge commercial entity. 
where the, the day after the derby, they announced two new sponsors and put stupid videos on social media that, you know, we just got beat 3-1 in a derby and looked terrible. And they're going, oh, look, we've got this new sponsor in Taiwan and it's for whatever it's for, photocopiers or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> new sponsor in Saudi Arabia, isn't there as well? Well, then, that, I mean, that's a, a very separate issue and one that I'm really, really uncomfortable with. And I think a, a lot of people are. I know yeah. that's, a, that's a real 50-50 split with people desperate to catch up with City and just have someone come in and spend a billion pounds if need be and then other people of which I'm, I'm on that side where I, it feels like for me that's it's bad enough with the Glazers but I don't I don't know I could stomach or sanction that I just don't know I could pay 30 quid for a ticket and support that just so you're going to pay for, good for a ticket these show. days. Uh, right, we're going to have to take a little break. Uh, coming up, we're going to speak about Pep Guardiola and his influence with the England squad. Is there one? Do you believe so? Team of the Week is on the way at about 20 to 7. Uh, we've got a lovely rap coming for you. Uh, in the, the Alex Boardman step up <laughs> to the fire in the booth. Uh, and we've also got my yellow card game, including a brand new TripAdvisor game. I say brand new. I've just dusted it off. Uh, that's coming up on the Wednesday Club. You stay with Excess Manchester. We're right back after this. Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. Hello, welcome back to the Wednesday Club on the Manchester Football Social. Are you following our brand new Twitter? It's MCR Footy Social on Twitter. Make sure you give it a like and uh, give it a like, give it a follow because every podcast link is put up on there and all the news surrounding both Manchester clubs uh, will also be on there, keeping you up to date with everything you need to know about the red and blue side of Manchester. And on the red side of Manchester, we have Alex Boardman. Hello, Alex. Hi. And on the blue side, we have Ian Cheeseman. Hello, Ian. You're right. One's happier than the other. It's a common theme of the shows uh, as we go on throughout the season. Uh, we are going to look back at um, the England games and we're also going to focus on uh, Pep Guardiola's influence in England. And I'm going to bring in an article that I read about how Pep Guardiola is making the England uh, side a better squad and they're playing better football. And his evidence uh, for such a, uh, an article talks about Pep Guardiola and his time uh, as Barcelona coach and what he did with the Barcelona team. Obviously, the Barcelona team had a rich influence in the Spanish squad in 2010 and 12, uh, won the World Cup in 2010, and then won the Euros in 2012 when he was managing Barcelona. When he went on to take over at Bayern Munich, again, the Bayern squad, as you can imagine, very rich uh, in helping the German squad. Um, they won the World Cup in 2014. Now he's over in England. Manchester City have key players like Walker and Sterling and Delft even uh, pulling the strings on Sunday's game. And England are becoming a better side uh, because of that sort of uh, spine that uh, he is providing of the England squad. So do we have any belief here that the results of England are anything to do with Pep Guardiola. Well, one player you didn't mention when you went to those uh, England City players was John Stones. Yes, and it's interesting because Gareth Southgate talked about John Stones in the last few days and he talked about the fact that he plays on the front foot. Now, I admit that uh, the game that we're referring to here, I didn't see. 
I actually forgot England were playing, believe it or not, and I was visiting the Christmas markets in Manchester and got home afterwards and then thought, well, England played today. I didn't realise they were even playing. I thought they were playing on on Monday or whatever. Anyway, I saw the interview afterwards and Gareth uh, was basically saying that Stones plays on the front foot and some people had criticised, I think, Stones for the goal that Croatia had scored and, and, and said it was because he was on the front foot and somebody ran in behind him. Now, I didn't see that. However, I can understand what the conversation was about because Stones does play on the front foot and that is down to where you're coming from, Joe, which is Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola has his players, defenders, forwards, everybody, even goalkeeper, playing on the front foot. And that is an, an all-encompassing style that he has created to City. And Stones, who, in my opinion, is not the best defender, despite being in a team that has the best defensive record in the Premier League, he is a great player at what he does and what Pep wants him to do, which is to play on the front foot. Now, if England do mirror City mm-hmm. and they all collectively play in that way, then I believe pro. that is a step forward and that's probably what happened in Spain and <coughs> Bayern, at Bayern Munich in Germany and, and whatever. And, and, and that's what happened to them. It seems to be happening, seems to be transforming with England and Stones and others are a key part of that. So maybe it's because of this front foot, playing front foot rather than playing back foot. Now, I, I also noticed that there's an article in Germany at the moment that's blaming Pep Guardiola for the demise of German football and suggesting, and this is a, a former German international, Hans-Peter Briegel, who's saying that uh, this 75% possession, which is what Pep aims for, is not what you need to do in citing France and their counter-attacking football with Mbappe and other players, Pogba with the long balls forward, etc., work perfectly well for France. And of course, there is always going to be an argument to say that. The only one thing I would say against that, because they can't ever win that argument, there isn't a right and wrong in its opinion, is that Pep's philosophy, having read two books about him, two Pep Confidential and the Pep Evolution, is that, believe it or not, the one expression he really despises and hates is tic-a-tac football. And some people think that's what his team play. Tic-a-tac football is keeping possession for the sake of possession. Tic-a-tac is not what they do, as was probably exemplified by that 44-pass goal that Gundogan scored, which is got um, Don't remember got my colleague here sighing and Alex? No, missed it. I was having a party. On the face of it, that was a tic-a-tac goal because for probably the first 38 passes, you thought, where is this going? What is the point of it? They're just passing it around from one place to the other. But you could see, and I I think it was Paul Merson, but anyway, one of the football experts said, actually, what they they do by doing that is they eventually grind the opposition into the point where they stop tackling and think, we're not going to get the ball anyway, and they just back off the challenges and then the end result is the goal. So I use that as the case for that is not uh, ticker-tacker. So 75%, uh, you can argue pro uh, against, you can argue for possession uh, football, counter-attacking football, but it isn't the 75% is the issue, which is what Hans-Peter Briegel says. It's how you use the ball and what your end... Alex, is there any rumours in this? Pep Guardiola's making the England squad better? Or is Jose making the squad Well, at least, you know, Jose plays Rashford and Lingard who did grow up at one club so you're talking about right um, John Stones he's not City's starting centre half is he he is now I thought it was Laporte 
Laporte & Company were the like preferred two of companies. No, it's Stones & Laporte now. Right. Fabian Delph is not a prefer... He would not make the first... No, probably not. Um, and then of these players, the four players that I mentioned, John Stones started at Everton, only been at City two years, maybe three, Kyle Walker, a season and a half, Sterling, everything through Liverpool, maybe been there three years, Fabian Delph, Villa... Never really plays very much for City. He's a stopgap left back. Sometimes he's a. So it feels like with Guardiola, with Mourinho, I think we've got this temptation of making up things that aren't there, and we do it negatively. And with Guardiola, it feels like things that aren't there are made up as like a, a positive. Do you know what I mean? Like sings- England get a new kit, and it's well, that's the Pep effect, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. I stylish- think what people are saying here is because uh, Pep Guardiola plays this style of football, it forces other teams to play that style of football to try and beat them. So therefore, all the players in the England squad who play for the different clubs, respectively, uh, all come together when they play for the England side, and all know this style of football, and all then trans late that style of football on so the pitch. So with, with the exception of the last game, you're telling me that Fabian Delph meets up at International Week. He, do, he doesn't always meet up for a start. And when he does, everyone's like that. What? Let's all step back now. Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, Chelsea players. What do you think, Fabi? It's all so nonsense. <laughs> I'm not Absolutely. saying that. Stones I'm saying the even... learning from the management of Pep, not no, learning from Delph. I, I, I think also you're doing a massive disservice to Southgate here. Um, the I think Southgate's revitalised that team and he's playing exactly how he wants it to play. They don't play like City with the exception that they play three at the back. That's the thing. It's not this... You couldn't, like, take the, put it on a black and white telly and stand far enough back so you can't tell who the players are. You would never watch England and go, oh, is that Man City or is it England? It's, it's absolute nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Aguero and Kane are such different players. England play so differently to Kane than City do to Aguero. Um, Sterling and Rashford for England are fantastic, but they don't um, interact with the midfielders the same way that City players do when it's Sané and Sterling. It's, it's totally different. Utterly a million times different. And yet again, we're going, oh, Guardiola, he's getting credit for stuff he's not done. Be real. Come on, get okay, real. Fair enough. Fair however, enough. That is your, however, however Wayne, I will really... say he has ruined German football. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we'll end this one. Let us know, by the way, if you are listening live, 8771, what do you believe? If from the podcast as well, there's always the review section. Uh, send in your reviews. What do you think about Pep Guardiola? Is he making the English team better? Alex doesn't agree. Right, I'm going to move on to our get first game of the show. Love this music. It's all about yellow cards. So we're going to step back and look at the games um, and look at who have received the most yellow cards. Clubs, not players. So I'm going to give you, Ian, two clubs. You tell me higher or lower which team has had the most yellow cards. We'll start with Watford or Burnley. Watford or Burnley, who has received the most yellow cards this season. And you know that the trick of Joe is to ask one where there's probably one difference yeah. between <laughs> yeah, the really been, re- been yeah. received. One's got 26, one's got 27. <laughs> so how can you possibly know this? I mean, instinct says Burnley. So I'm going to go for Watford. Yeah, well, you'll be spot on. Hey. One point to Cheeseman. Uh, for you, Alex, Manchester United mm. or Arsenal? Who's got the most yellows? Who's got the most yellow cards? Xhaka uh, gets a lot, doesn't he? 
I'm going to go Arsenal because, like Cheeseman, instinct says United, but I'm going to go Arsenal. Ah, well, your instincts. See, my instincts are pure. (laughs) Your instincts are pure. Uh, Ian, I'm going to go with Everton or Tottenham. Who have had. Oh, wait, no, sorry. They've got the exact same amount, so I'm not going to do that one. Uh, Everton or Leicester. Who have had the most yellow cards? It feels like I want to say Everton because. They're always dirty, aren't they, Everton? Yeah. Unfortunately, you are still in the lead, though, with one point. Right, we're going to move down to the uh, least amount of yellow cards here. So, who's got the least amount? Chelsea or Manchester City? City. City, obviously, it'll be City. No, Chelsea. I've got the least amount of yellow cards. No, my gut gut said City. I didn't think they'd got any. For you, Ian... Manchester City or Liverpool who've got the most yellow cards the most yellow cards um, probably City you are correct City right so now we're going to have a look at the most of those bottom. are probably Fernandinho as much as I love him <laughs> one guess each who is at the bottom of the yellow card list I can tell you I have read their name out during this game. Liverpool. Liverpool. And what would you say? I just said Liverpool. Liverpool. You are correct. That was my question, by it the was, way. It was, yeah. 2-1. <laughs> so who's at the top? Who is at the top of this list? Uh, 28 Most. yellow cards. Have you read the name out? I've not read the name out. This one is uh, an unknown I might to go you in this game. West Ham. West Ham, what are you going to go for, I'll Ian? Go for Crystal Palace. Okay. Oh, West Ham and Crystal Palace. Ian, you are for a draw, I think. Does it make it a draw? I think it would still be 3-2 to Cheeseman. Oh, well. Possibly. You did get it right with West yes. Ham. 28 yellow cards. But Cheeseman, you walk away with the victory. With the trophy. With the cup. Do you know what? I'm surprised he's not put that down to Pep Guardiola. (laughs) Thank you to Pep Guardiola. Right, we're going to take a little break, but after uh, this break, uh, we've got a chip advisor game I want to play with you both. Um, We've got Team of the Week. Search engines are available. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some great stuff on Chip Advisor. Team of the Week, Ramsbottom United will be joining us live. Aaron will be on the show via the phone. And a very special moment as Alex Baldwin makes his rap debut live. On Excess Manchester. This is the Manchester Football Social, the Wednesday Club. This is Excess Manchester. My name is John McGrath. Thank you very much for tuning to the Wednesday Club every Wednesday, 6 pm till 7 pm. And if you miss an episode or you want to hear about the debates we're having earlier on, uh, you can make sure you get the podcast. It's on all good podcast stores. Search the Manchester Football Social and you'll see our or hear our lovely voices there. Hit subscribe as well if you are doing that for us. Uh, get the podcast every single day into your inbox. We are, uh, fortunately, we've got TVs that normally have the news on. So if anything breaking news happens in the studio, uh, we get to see and we get to deliver it to you uh, unfortunately someone has put Strictly Come Dancing It Takes Two on uh, which definitely was Clint Boone because um, Clint loves a bit of Strictly uh, gentlemen Ian Cheeseman representing the blue side of Manchester hello Ian you alright can't wait for this <laughs> rap by the way oh, Alex Boardman uh, representing Alex I haven't got rap music for you you just have to do it solo oh, uh, the red side hello Alex that's but my, don't worry it's not that's coming my jam. yet we're going to speak to our team of the week Ramsbottom United uh, we've got Aaron on the phone hello Aaron Mate, are you well? Hi, Joe. I'm very good. Good evening. How are you? Hi, Aaron. Oh, we're good, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron. I never thought I'd do this, but United, United, United. Uh, hey, hey, I'm a City fan. Oh, he's a City fan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so tough for you, that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Aaron, tell us about... Go on, sorry. You want to just... I'm a Canadian, I'm a big fan, and I've been on a couple of his tours in the past in oh. City with Alistair Mann. Do you want your money back? This young American... <laughs> Rams bought me... I appreciate that. I'll get your money back for the end of the show. Rams bought me United. Uh, tell us about them, Aaron, and what is your not role the in the club? first time we've seen this well, link. Probably not for the last. Rami is the but I'm convinced uh, that Paul City right As much as I understand the link, especially given Harry Jürgen Williams Klopp is a Liverpool manager, again, why he keeps coming up, I, I don't think he's he still there just on the yet. Not featuring heavily right now, but I think that changes. Tuesday right night against you, cold night against you, actually, it was a great win for the Rams and he was there, as he is always. And how old is he now, sorry? How old is Harry? Yeah, how old Harry be? Is he in his 80s? I couldn't possibly tell you that. But, I, but he's still I, grafting from rain or shine. He's still there every week, as is everyone for volunteers. So a win for Ramsbottom uh, United FC. And you encourage more and more people to come down and, and get involved with the club, would you, Aaron? I definitely encourage people to come. Um, I've not been volunteering there a long time, but I was a bit nervous, you know, can I do it, can I do it? And they were, yeah, they wanted me to do it. And in a short time, everyone knows your name and everyone knows everyone's name. And uh, it's a real good family vibe, really. You know, it's a local club. It's a Ramford, not the biggest town. And it's a real good community feel when you go down and you speak to people and everyone's asking how you're doing. And it's great to to go down really and we want more people to come and watch the team week in week out run a great run of form and you know if you can't get to City you can't get to United or even Berry to go and watch Rami it's a bit different so I definitely get people to come down of course to volunteer It's got to be worth going to watch a Ramsbottom game if for no other reason because it's in such a picturesque oh, it's beautiful. area <laughs> and I bet the ground is just beautiful isn't it? Yeah, surrounded by well around the club is of course there's the Ramy Cricket Club and there's the um there's the train, the East Lanks Railway which runs right behind it and there's the park and it's a real good area really and the towns there's always loads of people there and to go down and watch the football, you know, it's um it's it's obviously a bit different, but the town's really nice, and uh, just to go and watch the club is um, well, it's a bit of a different experience. But I'd certainly uh, recommend it. Yeah, uh, Dibnaland, that isn't it. Yeah, yeah, they do the World Black Pudding Throwing Championship. Oh, have you won that yet, Aaron? Um, no, I've uh, never been in it. I couldn't throw <laughs> a tennis ball, so forget <laughs> Aaron, can we ask an important questions people love to know about our team in the weeks? One, how much is it to obviously get in if you want to go see a game? Uh, obviously, I know the price is my different. Two, what pies have you got on offer? The pies? I couldn't tell you. I can tell you how it costs. Oh, yeah. That, that... Uh, uh, to go into what's Rami is, um, is £8 for an adult, and for a concession, it's £4. Mega. And um, I couldn't tell you um, about the pies. But it's the only Joe who's bothered about it. I'm only about the pies. It's only me about the pies, Aaron. Aaron, <laughs> Ramsbottom uh, United on Twitter. Ramsbottom UTD on Twitter. When is your next game, mate? The next Rami home game? Well, we're at the, the next Rami home game is on the 1st of December. They're taking on Runcorp. And uh, we're away on Saturday at Pickering in the um, in the FA Trophy. It's the third qualifying round. Took on Yachts last night. As I said before, it was a great five-one win, and um, 
Yeah, the next home game will be Runcorn on the um, Saturday the 1st of December. Well, Aaron, all the best, Aaron. Thank you for coming on, being one of our team of the weeks. Ramsbottom United. Go check out their Twitter, Ramsbottom UTD, and give them a follow. Only eight quid to get in. It's a brilliant town, Rami, as well. It's got one of the best chippies just up from the train station that I've ever been to nice in my... Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was getting... They'll them. have meat and potato pies, pies and meat pies and maybe cheese and onion for vegetarians. That's Alex, you get to the... That's the classic Alex, pie. Do they have Balties at Old Trafford? Um, I never have it. I have the United pie, which has got the steak and chilli. But weird. I think they do it. They do it's weird, that one. It's they do weird. It. My son gets some sort of curry one, I presume it's that. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me what you want to do next. Alex, you're in charge. This is the first time Alex has been in charge I don't want to do this rap. That's Do you sure. want to do oh, the Lukaku rap or do you want to do the uh, TripAdvisor game first? Let's do the TripAdvisor game. The you want to do the Chip? We're going to do that next. Which means we'll have to end on the Lukaku style rap. If we get time, so let's we drag this out, everyone. Quick, quick, quick. We'll have time. I've got eight minutes on my clock, mate, and this game will take four. Let's uh, talk about pies a bit more. <laughs> so it's going to be very simple. I'm going to read you some one star reviews from TripAdvisor. One star. One star reviews, the worst of the oh, worst. Old Trafford. Well, here's it the thing. It might be mine on from last week. At the I've got a selection <laughs> of ones from Old Trafford, and I've got a selection of ones from the Etihad. Ooh. You've got to tell me which one is uh, a review of where. So it's very simple. Very are cool. you are you ready? I'm ready. This is from uh, Made Up. No, no, man's made up, so this could be made up. Full of plastic fans with half and half scarves, pretending they know football. They turn up 15 minutes into the game, spend the whole time taking selfies, and leave 15 minutes early. Friendly staff, though. I know what what, what the answer will be, So I'm, but I'm going to go with the opposite and well, say... Obviously, Old Trafford. What are you going to go with? I'll go with City. That's City. It's Old Trafford. Oh! No, I thought it was City that they were saying. Yeah, this is the next one. Absolutely disgusting food, if you could even call it that. All the burger stands were as bad as each other. Why are there no decent things to eat round here? Crazy. They should have a bit of Indian, a bit of Chinese, a bit of Thai stands about. Or just a decent sandwich. Would not feed any of the food at this ground to my pet. That, is it my go? Your go? That will that will be Old Trafford. That's the Old Trafford. Why? You want good food? I know, I can tell you. Jamie Oliver the, does the food at City. Well, Come Jamie on. Oliver, you haven't impressed Teesman because it was Etihad. Really? Because they've got that thing outside, haven't they, yeah. where when City I went and saw Springsteen, there was like yeah. loads of different options. Yeah, I'm surprised. <clears throat> well, I don't believe that. It. These are all one-star reviews. You can contest them on TripAdvisor. This one's headline says, please avoid people travel far and wide to be bitterly disappointed by the general appearance of the place looks cheap looks unpleasant on the eye the color scheme is awful i really not recommend this to my worst enemy definitely old traffic city definitely. are you going for city <laughs> city city is correct <laughs> this is a 50 50. Let's toss a coin for the next dance. Next you want to go into the rap now, don't you? <laughs> no. I recently attended a game at this ground and was shocked by the price of half time refreshments. One of the offers was eight items for £20. That's Old Trafford. Yeah, Old, Old Trafford. You are correct. Ready for the final one? a beer and a Mars bar. That's what I always... He's, he's <laughs> looking and going, I'll have a pie, I'll have a beer, and I'll have a Mars bar. <clears throat> That'll be this, old then. 
<laughs> yeah, that is me. Uh, <laughs> only eight. Real. I said only eight items. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, man, nineteen sixty-seven. Although this one it is a one star. He kind of ends it on a light note. Dirty place filled with a bad smell. People aren't great, but we enjoyed the day. All jokes aside, a nice stadium. Old Trafford, City. Well, Alex, you are wrong, which means Ian. You are correct with Old Trafford. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my trip advisor game. Which means we have got... It's time for the wrap! <laughs> I, I, I the did rap. not want to do this. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you don't know, uh, thank you very much if you got them right. If you're always playing at home, let me know how well you did. Uh, we'll try and do more of them. Lukaku earlier in this week, for some bizarre reason, uh, not known to anyone, took to Instagram to uh, do a rap which was awful. Mm. I can just say it's awful or I can play you this. On the world, granted, 9 and 5 is how you survive. I ain't trying to survive, I'm trying to live it to the limit and love it a lot. Life ills, it poison my body. As you used to say, Mike skills, I never pray to God, I pray to God he, that's right, it's wicked, that's life. I live it and asking for forgiveness for my sins. And I break bread with the lay head, speaking the So that was Lukaku. It'd have been off having a shot at the Etihad. Doing a He won a penalty his first kick um, so we asked Alex to come up with a yeah, rap himself didn't ask Tom no no yeah. I didn't I asked politely also I, asked, I think he's signed with Jay-Z or someone I'm not joking what do you mean he signed with Jay-Z he's, somebody's picked him up don't let him do this let's just talk about it a bit it. more just get on with it somebody's. come on right do you want let me see what kind of beds I've got here I want a fat beat over. give me a fat beat um <laughs> <laughs> you want a fat beat? I should have really designed a fat beat, but I haven't actually got a fat beat for you. You're just going to have to do it a cappella. Well, do you want... Oh, do you want this? Do you want a bit of, like, special? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex Boardman, take right. it away. Am I going now? Yeah. Yo. Right, ready for this. Oh, so let me stand up. <laughs> I stood up. <laughs> Listen, Romelu, I don't know if you're able, but why are you posting this when we're eighth in the table? <laughs> Jesse saw you rapping on Insta, he dissed it like a chance in front of goal. It seemed you tried, but you missed it. In the video, you said you grew up on a mean street on a football pitch you couldn't control a bag of concrete. You say you don't care about the people that ate, but how's an earth of footballer get two stone overweight? <laughs> this rap is just a joke and it's meant without malice. I'll be cheering if you score this week against Crystal Palace. <laughs> Alex Fordman. Fans to do that as well. Absolutely Absolutely wonderful. Brilliant. I thought, what a a rap. I like Lukaku as well, but that was stupid what he did. Eat your heart out. Let's go. Put (laughs) on loop that. One minute and uh, a couple of minutes to go before we have to. uh, Can he not do another one now? Yeah, let me freeze that one. Let's talk about uh, the games coming up on the weekend. We'll go over to United first, Saturday, three o'clock kickoff against Mm. Crystal Palace at home. Um, Like you said, you'd be happy if Lukaku scores. Will he he start for Manchester? This is the thing, who knows? Who knows? Because Sanchez is. I thought played quite well there, when, but he's played against Chile midweek. He's played for Chile midweek, so I'm guessing he will probably start Lukaku. But I think Sanchez is a bit unlucky to be dropped. I think he was unlucky to be dropped for the derby. But um, I can't help hearing Alex speaking in rap. What would you think uh, is going to happen then? You know, get things back on track. Yeah, I hope so. Well, the last home game in the league was Everton and we're actually very good in there Pogba and Fred in midfield moved the ball around really well Martial was fantastic um, despite the last 10 minutes where we looked like we might concede we controlled the game for about 75-80 minutes so I hope 
it's that same performance. I hope the yo-yo went down at City and the United yo-yos back up to being a half-decent side. I hope the yo-yo was down. <laughs> <laughs> Not next week. Ian, I was going to ask you to do it before I leave it. Right, like Manchester City against West Ham, also three o'clock kick-off. Um, how do you think that was going to go? First of all, it's at the Olympic Stadium, none of this London Stadium nonsense. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the Olympic Stadium. That mean the word? Why are we ignoring that's, that? That's Manchester City's biggest issue, is that the stadium is called the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, well, do you, hang on, do you what still play at the Manchester Commonwealth Stadium? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I, I used to like it when it was a City of Manchester stadium. Anyway, Ian, you've got City's 20 seconds record, to tell me that you're going to win. City's record there what, has been exemplary so far. Pellegrini, that Mr. Charming, nice man, it will, will no doubt um, be well received by the City fans, as will Pablo Zabaleta, but I certainly expect City to go there and win. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining the Wednesday Club. Get the podcast if you missed it, and that rap will definitely be online Listen to uh, it on the loop time yeah. tomorrow. Uh, thank you very much. This has been the Wednesday Club. Jim is up next. Excess Manchester. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.